friends, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host JM, and Jared will not be here this week. He is in New York working on his film, so break legs out there, Jared. We miss you dearly. I'm sad I'm not there with him. Speaking of people who are also here, here's our guest today, the notorious, the one, the only, back from the holidays, Santa. Ho, ho, ho. Hi, Santa. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing all right. Thank you. Uh, may we use your, your given name? Yeah, that's fine. Either or. Whichever you prefer. Okay. So you are known, your handle is Santa, but this is Josh Belkin, who, what is your title, Josh? I think the technical title I have is web engineer. He's a web engineer at, and what is the company you work for? I don't know. They haven't fired okay. me yet. So, you know, I, I like, <laughs> is that I how you got, find out who yeah, you work for? I just kind of show up and they're like, ah, yeah, I guess we'll pay him today. Wait, you, wait, you wait till you get your, your, your pink slip. And then you're like, that's who I work for. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Good. Good. That's good. That's a plausible deniability. Exactly. My lawyer would be very proud. Well, your lawyer is my lawyer in a corporate sense uh, because you work at Devolver Digital. Surprise, surprise. Oh, hey. Learn something new today. Yeah. But your your title, I suppose, is web engineer, but you do a bit more than that. Shenanigans or, you know. Shenanigans. Expected. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll lay claim to like our esports guru. Totally definitely me you are the esports guru I, yeah don't ask mod kick but i'm the esports guru clearly okay fantastic yeah. we don't talk to mod kick if we oh, can help perfect. it. perfect yeah then yeah. yeah by all means i'm the esports guru fantastic so what does it mean to be the esports guru um i hit my hands on the keyboard pretty actively mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. uh at some point blinky lights show up on the screen mm-hmm. and uh i think because it's esports we all collectively win millions and millions of dollars Oh, good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. So wait, you play eSports. I am eSports. That's it. You are that's eSports. That's, that's how you be the eSports guru. You just become eSports. Um, no, e-sports. I, in all seriousness, <laughs> though, like I, my actual job, I build software to help various teams across the company. Anything from like marketing web pages where needed or Twitch drops, I think, is probably like the biggest thing that's been my like workload or Twitch extensions mm-hmm. or data analytics tooling for some of the internal teams um, and then whatever else people need help with. If it's like influencer relations, not that that's my job, but I I've been around long enough that I can make intros and connections as needed, or, you know, just whoever else needs to chat with the right people that I might know. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Can you introduce us to any crypto Nazis? I can actually, (laughs) I don't talk to them anymore, but I sure could. (laughs) Fantastic. Uh, how long have you been uh, at Devolver? Uh, just a little over a year. I think like a year and three, four months. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you started in uh, twenty early 22? Tail end, tail end of 22. Okay. It was like, okay. I think it was November nice. 22. That sounds about right. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's been lovely having you around. Yeah. Um, so this, this sort of, you know... Uh, software generation that you do uh you've done this for many companies you wound up at devolver digital yep um has it always was it your ambition to work in video games i think like yeah it's the short answer is yes there was always some shred of me that wanted to work in video games uh i don't think i ever saw it in this capacity or happening the way it did uh, yeah. but I don't think anyone ever, you know, ends up quite where they plan to in their careers, you know? Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, how'd you get here? What was your path? How Gosh. did you... Okay, so the, like, road? the really, really, really long answer is when I was about 12 years We've old. We've got an hour. I started. I, perfect. We'll use it. I in, Exclusively just this portion of the story. Um, so I started teaching myself to code when I was around 12 years old. Um, it started with me just wanting to like, I I was playing MMOs, uh, at the time there were two that really stuck out. Uh, I guess it started, I was playing Diablo two. That was a little bit before then, but it, that was kind of like, 
between Diablo 2 and MapleStory, that's what got the hooks into me for games as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. And then from right around then, it was also Gunbound, which Gunbound is a like com- semi-competitive version of Worms. I think it still exists as a game, okay. but I used to play it at a decently competitive level. I was ranked 48 in America, um, number two in the state that I lived in, and I was somewhere in like top 500 globally. Um, I will quickly tangentially say that uh, they had an event at one point where if you beat the developers, you got a Santa suit. And because I played semi-competitively, I had a ton of in-game currency. So I wore the Santa suit because there was only like there were less than 100 people in the world that had it. So it was a flex. You wore the Santa suit in-game? Yes. It was a flex at 12 Mm -hmm. years old to have this one in a hundred item cosmetic. Uh And I would buy all of my friends in-game items because I didn't need the currency because I have my flex already. Uh, And so they also- This is back when you could buy your friends items in games. Right, A lifetime ago with in-game currency, no less. Yeah. Um, And so back then they started calling me Santa. So that was how the name stuck. But- it was right around then that I was starting to get interested in computers and technology and how things of the technical world worked. Um, so my mom was friends with this person who owned a computer repair company and went to her and said, hey, will you teach my son to work with computers? I don't know what the heck he's doing. And I don't like I don't want him getting in trouble. And so <laughs> that was I. So from then on, she started mentoring me, taught me how to build my first computer when I was around like 12, 12 and a half. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it just kind of went from there. Um, Somewhere around high school, I was school was not meant for me, as a lot of people in this world. It is just not like it's not set up to handle people who do not think within certain curriculums or certain boxes. Right. And so for me. I was at 14 able to teach more coding than the highest level coding class my my high school had offered. Uh, mm-hmm. And so my kind of standing deal with my teachers was don't get caught, don't get them in trouble, keep an A in the class and stay in the back and do my thing. So I was teaching myself like to code at 14 mm-hmm. in high school, very disengaged with school. I almost failed out of high school i almost failed i technically did fail out of college um but i so while i was in high school failing most of my courses and maintaining a's in the business classes that would let me sit in the back and play on my computer um i hacked into my entire county school system um, they said don't get them in trouble they said yeah. don't get them in trouble they <laughs> never did get in trouble let it let okay. me be clear um okay. Because so I, into the I never system. did anything nefarious with it myself. Uh, we got him. Yep, we got him. <laughs> we got him. Um, I wanted it, I, I was doing it because I wanted admin access on the computers so that I could play Minecraft in school. Uh-huh. I did get full admin access. Um, I uh-huh. figured out that on every single computer, they had an account loaded at a system level that was FC user, which was the like shorthand for the uh, county I was in FC user and the password was six, five, four, three, two, one. And I figured that out. So I had full admin access to every teacher's computer in my entire County, Um, which was fun. I got to play Minecraft short answer. I was able to play Minecraft. Um, (laughs) Two other people used it after they found out because my friends found out that I was playing Minecraft in school. Uh, one used it to access his computer's teachers and edit his grades. He was kicked out of the school. Um, the other used it to load Halo onto the entire school's network drive so that everyone could play. One of your friends is more of a hero than the other. Absolutely. Um, so that was, you know, that was like 15, 16 what I was doing with technology okay, at this that is point. exactly the plot of the movie Hackers. I, yeah, I think so, like loosely somewhere mm-hmm. in that realm. Um, so wait, wait, the, the, the kid who changed his grades and got busted, mm. they didn't rat you out? No. Because All right. he worked for the IT department uh, as an intern and in theory could have found it out from his, like the person who ran the IT department at that time for the, for the high school. 
Uh-huh. Um, so he was he was cooked regardless. Um, right. They gave him but, he had edited his grades so much that uh, they couldn't actually tell which grades he had changed because he went back and did multiple years worth. So they basically gave him the option to leave or be expelled, but they couldn't really prove it for the expulsion. So it was like very gray area. He did leave. Um, but no, he didn't wrap me out, uh, which yeah, was a plot uh, twist. Um, <laughs> he later on did get expelled from his college for dumber things. Um uh, but you know such is life um but yeah so from there i went off to college um i did i took the steve jobs approach uh he steve jobs had a commencement speech at one point that resonated with me uh and one of the things he talked about was dropping in instead of dropping out he would go to courses that were of interest to him um Mm. And I had a similar but slightly altered uh, version of this. Um, so I would take the classes I was in, was interested in, but I also, for uh, my health insurance at the time, had to be a full-time student to keep mm-hmm. my health insurance. And I had ridiculously good health insurance, but it wasn't quite the same as like the uh, what the average American would get from their parents' health insurance. Um, so... I basically wasn't attending the core curriculum classes that I needed to because I was very bored and disengaged. Uh, And I was attending, there was some film and abnormal psychology and like super interesting things that like actually got me to want to show up to college. Um, While I was doing all of that at 17, I started interning uh, at a game, game publisher, game developer uh, in the industry. Um, can you I, say who? Uh, yeah, I'm comfortable talking about it. I wasn't sure if we wanted to uh, keep the names private or anything, but I was working That's at High Risk Studios. So I okay. had approached them. Uh, I was friends with one of the owner's kids, uh, and I messaged him, and I was like, hey, I see that your dad's studio is doing is like growing, and I'm actually really interested in it. Do you think they'd let me you know, come check out the place. I'm super interested in getting into game development and I'd love to be able to like shadow someone or just experience it. And so Hi-Rez was like, yeah, show up on this day. He actually said, don't talk to my dad, talk to the person who was at the time, the COO of the company. Um, so they brought me in with a couple friends. They asked us to help them. Like they gave us a tour and then they asked us to help them with uh, some filming for a cinematography piece that they were working on. Like, they were doing a whole cinematic in game and they needed uh, certain kills and, you know, as you would do for recording a trailer. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, sure. And we all hung out and stuck around and they were like, hey, would you guys come back and do this next week as well? We need some extra hands. And so wait, what were you what were you doing? Were you at the like, time? I was just mocapping. No, I was like, over dead. they would have like six or seven of us playing the game and like recreating certain kills and different angles. Oh. And like it, the game at the time was smite. So they had us doing like okay. different kills to help them capture the gods fighting in different ways that they wanted to like pr- show okay. off the game, basically. Yeah, um, they were trying to like I, I vaguely recall it. They were at the time trying to show off this like uh, on her the sand god, uh, he, who's a lion who had a spear that he would hurl. And one of the big things he could do is he would bring a pillar up, and if he hit you with the spear and you hit a wall, um, it would stun you. So they were trying to like show that you could bring the pillar up and pin someone to it with the spear, and it was awesome from like just a gameplay standpoint, right? And they nice. wanted to capture that and really highlight it for people. Um, nice. So that was like we were trying to recreate it repeatedly. Um, and yeah. they, you know, they like kept having me come back week after week being like, oh, we need to record these things. And then the QA department was like, well, if you're here, help us with QA. So I, you know, at that point was helping them do a little bit of QA on Fridays as like this. For money? Uh, after six months, it started being paid. Um, okay good so after yeah after six months of like i you know what for me it was ridiculously cool as a 17 year old in a community college to have an opportunity to actually be in the environment where i wanted to be to learn absolutely um somewhere amidst all of that uh i was approached by a colleague who was working at curse uh since bought by twitch and everything in between but Mm -hmm. you know this goes back 13 and a half years now 
Um, mm-hmm. So they were working at Curse at the time, and Curse was getting ready to do a tournament series for Smite. And they were like, hey, we saw you shoutcasting this one time, which I was doing as a hobby on weekends. Uh, and they asked me to shoutcast for them uh, to cover their tournament. And so I was like, yeah, sure. They then introduced me to someone who would uh, be my co-caster and at some point down the line, a business partner. Um, So we started doing commentary work on weekends. So I would do QA intern work um, on Fridays. And then Saturday, Sunday, we were doing shoutcasting work all for Smite. Um, Nice. And so myself and the person who I was uh, later on working with, um, we set out on a goal. It was like, you know what? We might not be the prettiest faces on camera. We might not be the best commentators, but we're going to have the most informative broadcast. So we started recording all of these stats and numbers and everything and making graphics. And both of us were developers. So we both started coding custom systems where we could pull in like, oh, this player had this many wins and plays this many games and has a KDA of this on these characters. Right. So that was like the big appeal. And we were starting to garner some decent audience as a result of that. Um, And so one day, uh, Todd, the gentleman who had uh, brought me into high res to show me around the first time around, walked into the QA room and was like, hey, I noticed you were doing this on weekends. You didn't tell us you could code. And I was like, well, it was in my resume when I sent it to you. Um, (laughs) And so they had basically they basically after about I was. This was about a year into my time at high-res at this point. They told me to pack my crap up and move desks. They were hiring me on full-time to build their esports department with a couple of the other gentlemen that they had hired for it. Um, So they had me slowly work into the tech lead for all of their esports department. Uh, I was doing everything from live event servers to building analytics software to building graphics packages. They basically said make our broadcasts look like Dota, League of Legends, ESPN. Like they told me to make it look like it was as buttoned up as could be. But we were at at the time a, I think, six person team. Uh, And Mm. the average team working on the other broadcasts was 40. (laughs) So that was like, I, you know, I had to learn to be very scrappy and resourceful and build a tool or tools that would allow one person to do five people's jobs in real time um which was really fun and super like you want to talk about getting thrown to the wolves that was it so i proceeded to do that for about four years um everything from re-architecting some of their web infrastructure to you know uh here's a 300 line sql data lookup query that would let us summarize a team fight uh, in you know one second that would analyze five million lines of data in that one second. So like really cool fun stuff like that. There was a really wide range. Sorry for getting super technical abruptly, but that was like kind of the somebody out there. Right. Some the one person that understood it. what I said was like, no way. <laughs> um yeah. so yeah that was kind of like from there it just kind of ballooned into what became my career eventually. Uh, around when I was, I want to say 22, turning 23, um, I wasn't happy there. I was ready for my next adventure. I had, towards the tail end of it, done some charity fundraising work where I built some technical graphics to tie in the charity stuff we were doing. And so some of the streamers that I'd become friends with over the years, because I was very active on Twitch by proxy of being as involved as I was, um had basically approached me to say like, Hey, we know you did that charity thing with this group. We're thinking about doing a charity thing ourselves. Would you help us out? And so I was like, yeah, sure. Totally. And so I started building some tech and graphics and the whole nine yards. Um, and so that group basically introduced me to the charity. Uh, I started managing that group of Twitch streamers and then the charity was contracting me as well to, build software for them so that they could do more fundraisers like that um this was at the time on twitch when there was only two other real fundraisers it was gdq and desert bus uh and that was basically it so it was like which one was y'all uh we were the third one it was just like us doing our thing at that point um so it was you know 
the charity was exploding by proxy of that. They became super relevant for a while. And the director of operations for that charity introduced me to what would then be the CEO of the company I spent seven years of my life at. Um, they The company was Tiltify. They wound up hiring me. So I jumped over to go build tech for charity live streaming solutions. Yeah. Um, worked on, in the time that I was there, around $275 million uh, raised for around 3,000 charities globally. Um, since then, I think it's probably getting closer to $325 million. Um, but just from the tech that I built and continuing to support the people through it, because uh, it's still used actively today, um, which was, you know, once in a lifetime thing, I like, it's still unfathomable as a number to me as far as like yeah. charity work and the impact it's had. Um, as an American capitalist, do you feel a lot of shame for getting a bunch of free money for a bunch of freeloaders? Um, wow, that has a lot to unpack. Are you good? <laughs> <laughs> No, that's that's so amazing. No, I mean, that's, yeah, that's it's such a no, wonderful. Like, uh, it was. That's got to feel gratifying. It's humbling to say the least. Like, I I talk to colleagues, and it still does not feel real. Uh, and yeah. you know, the American capitalist system. It's sad that we had to raise millions and millions to address problems it's caused. All that to say. <laughs> um, so I was employee number six at that company, and I did a little bit of everything. I was the when I left, we were around, I want to say 50 to 60 employees. Um, and it was everything, like my role was weird. I was the only technical person on the business side of the company. So the company was kind of split in half. They had the developers that were building the product and then they had the business team that was selling it. And that was like the very mm -hmm. much line in the sand. Marketing, sales, all of it rolled into one kind of half of the org. Um, and I was the only non like tech, or I was the only technical person on the non-technical side of the company, I should say. Um, so my job was strange, to say the least. I was everything from, I guess, the term that I usually end up using is solutions engineering. I was okay. everything from the person who was tasked with solving the problems to, uh, because I had been there so early and I was on the conference circuit and just so involved, I did biz dev, I did celebrity relations, I did influencer relations, I did software engineering, I did basically everything under the sun um, yeah. because, it, you know, it was a startup. It had to be scrappy and I was connected and supporting people, both tech and relations. So it was a weird mix, but uh, I mean, it enabled hundreds of millions of dollars to be raised, right? So it was wild and awesome. And amidst all of that, I was still managing streamers and building my own software solutions and just very present in the Twitch ecosystem. Uh, yeah. And that was how I met Clara. Um, so about probably I would say around the first year or so that I was working in charity, uh, I met Clara who runs our influencer team among other things uh, at Devolver. And so around 2022 summer, I left uh, Tiltify and had taken a bit of a break and then was catching up with Clara and she's like well what are you doing now and I was like looking for whatever makes sense and she was like we need someone who does nerdy you things and I was like <laughs> I do nerdy me things uh, and so she connected me with Vieco and it was you know a couple months later they you guys scooped me up and haven't given me that pink slip to tell me where I work <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a weird career getting to where I was, uh, and just path, like, uh, sorry to talk your ear off about it all. Uh, no, it was an adventure what, what for it. Yeah. <laughs> and now I get to do cool things for Devolver and, you know, yeah. build fun, nerdy me things here. Nice. How is, how is it, how is it being in this technical team? Uh, it is humbling. I... I have never worked somewhere I feel outclassed by literally every single person around me in their respective fields. It is the coolest thing on earth to me. Like I, <laughs> everyone here is just so wildly talented and kind and just fun and real as human beings go. So it's like, I, it's, it's just 
night and day from other environments that I've been in, and it is yeah. so, so awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. And Devolver was, like, a bucket list company for me. Like, it was like, oh, yeah. if I could work anywhere, Devolver's probably the one place. So when Clara was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, please. <laughs> <laughs> what's your uh, What's your favorite Devolver game? Ooh, Dungeon, hands down. Not even a question. Nice. I, Good fucking choice. I am a sucker for roguelikes. That is my, like, passion in games. Uh, dungeon crawlers, you name it. Uh, I want to say yeah. I'm sitting at around 800-ish hours in Gungeon. Yeah, and I definitely nice. clocked at least seven hundred of those before I worked here. So nice, yeah, very nice. Yeah, Gungeon ruined my wrists. Oh, that's yeah, intense <laughs> hand motions to play the game. I don't know this clenching. I don't. Oh, I don't yeah, know. no, that would do it. Yep, I could see that. Yeah, I uh, a lot of Gungeon. I will say I had choice. the delight of finally trying when I I was uh, traveling last, or I guess it was two weekends ago now. I had the absolute delight of trying out house of the gun dead finally and it is awesome uh there is a interactive map on their website now where you can mm -hmm. find places that have the gungeon arcade cabinet near you so i found yeah. a couple in new york and i plotted a like dinner to bar that we were drinking at like map where it was like uh -huh. we can walk three blocks and if we detour a block north on the way to the bar i can go try gun dead <laughs> and I dragged eight people with me to do that. <laughs> How was it for them? Uh, two of them joined. They like okay. rotated out as the second player, and the others left for the bar. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. Nice. What's the worst Devolver game you've played? Ooh. <laughs> I like to say Gungeon as well question. because man, let me tell you, it's brought me a whole lot of rage <laughs> over the years. Good answer. Yeah. I I remember when um, Brent showed me a, a GIF of, or maybe it was Dave, but they showed me a GIF of when they made it so that the, the, the pedestal that gives you a weapon after you kill a boss could also be a mimic. You, yeah. And I was just like, nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I, I did actually think of one that I think brought me more rage. Fork Parker's Holiday Profit Hike. Same fucking team. No yeah. shock. And, they know how yeah. to make me want to punch a monitor. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a certain... I can't remember. I played the shit out of that game. I think I streamed it for a holiday. And there's there was just a certain point where I just couldn't go any yep. further. I was, and I got so far that I was just like, ah. I, so in the earlier days of Twitch, this goes back at least eight years, uh, I used to do, so my Twitch username is Santa, and I used mm -hmm. to do a Christmas stream every year. And I had a friend who was working in the military and had been pretty high up and had done quite well for himself in the consulting world, who would fund around $1,000 in game keys to just give out to people for hanging out in the stream. That like, And that was like four years running uh, so nice. the year that Holiday Profit Hike came out, I streamed that for nine hours, screaming at my monitors. But we gave out a thousand dollars of game keys. It was like a handful of that. We did a bunch of Humble Bundle in the early days of Humble Bundle, yeah. and whatever else just was available to give out at that point that made sense. It was so much fun. Nice. Yeah, that's a good game for people to play if they haven't played it. Fort Parker's Holiday Profit Hike. It's free on Steam. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty so sure So I imagine giving away $1,000 worth of codes for that game must have taken a while. It was, you know. Yeah. Took forever. I was, I was there <laughs> for nine hours. And then he just passed out. The stream was over. Yeah. Um, what, uh, I mean, I feel like you've already kind of mentioned, like, maybe at least a major career highlight is working on the charity stuff and making all that stuff happen. Are there any other particular highlights things that you've done that you're particularly proud of the, i mean the charity stuff was start to finish it was eight years of my life so that has always kind so of that's shined that. a lot <laughs> yeah i mean the the tech side of just you know in the, the you go back 13 years in twitch history and there's yeah. not a lot to point at so being able to build some of the original like twitch sub alerts and like doing the like 
boots on the ground building from the ground up for the whole community was probably pretty up there as well um and then also just like teaching myself is something that i've always been pretty proud of as far as a career goes like i figured it out there wasn't there weren't tutorials stack overflow was very barren at that point so cobbling it all together was uh was always a highlight for me uh i I feel like this is gonna be the same answer too uh like what what have been some like real challenges some unique challenges Ooh. Uh, I've got a couple there. I think one that will always stick out in my mind. So I, the first thing I, there were the first two things I ever learned to code, uh, in particular, the first one was making private servers for MapleStory, um, which like the interesting challenge was, you know, at 12, 13 years old, when I started doing that, it was very much like I, we were just kids trying to make like, a version of our favorite game that we liked and modding back then was especially when you're not supposed to be doing it uh because private servers are a little bit frowned upon uh it was you know there were some legal challenges in learning uh all that was uh property rights when it comes to ip that was fun but uh the learnings from that were phenomenal um i think like you know challenges getting here like there weren't resources to learn uh 15 plus years ago like there there were but they weren't i i still have it sitting somewhere just as like for memento's sake but i have a three four inch thick how to c plus plus for dummies book it still makes my head spin looking at that thing like it, it they weren't coherent or written well back then like there there so like as far as challenges go it was like very much like having to figure it out right like that was yeah. the big one um there's a gentleman on tiktok who i like summed it up really well but like the state of software engineering and learning to code is dismal the average person that teaches the courses haven't like at you know any college or online you name it like hasn't actively coded at a company or in that environment in years and years and years because they're teaching and like props to them for the passion to want to teach it but like the discrepancy between like what's being taught and what's actually used or needed in the average coding yeah. role is like night and day and it's like the ideal well is but like, it's such a slow evolving industry that someone who was programming 15 20 years ago is basically on the cutting edge of what we're doing right now i need to stop doing these deadpan sarcasm things i apologize no you're good (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say "Mm." (laughs) you couldn't be more wrong slow slow burn yeah totally i could see that in a heartbeat um it's you know just a little bit of uh night and day discrepancies like yeah so I think like that's one of the biggest hurdles that like I, I watched one of my best friends was going to college for coding and like I sent him a link to this course that was free online and I'm like, just do this. Like, please just d- do this. And he gets two years in. I watch him struggling for the two years and his, like his fourth semester of coding courses, they had him sign up and do the course I told him to do as his entire <laughs> coursework. And it was like, you could have saved a year and a half of fighting with this thing what's the course um so there's a few that are actually really good one of them that always sticks out to me is plural site uh they have plural some, I, I believe it's plural site is one of the companies they have some really good resources okay. but frankly if you just go like google has this like entire education section because and they built it with the intent of offering it for free for the most part like you have to pay for like if you want the certification with your name on it but the course itself is free um they built it because they were getting so many people who didn't know how to code for what they needed <laughs> that it was more cost effective to just build their own educational tools. So I, it's since like been productized a little bit by Coursera, but most of the coursework itself where you can go in and learn is free. So Google's educational stuff with Coursera is phenomenal for it. Um, okay. I think like the one that stands out to me, there's a guy on TikTok named Old Coder Guy who did this like it's called nsfw it's like um it's not Uh. it's not what you are thinking of (laughs) i'm trying to remember the acronym but it's like um it was like something along the lines of like uh 
uh, need software for work or something like mm. that. Like, yeah, like of how it should be taught. And he's like, day one, you teach the like basic stuff, right? Like this is a string. This is an integer. This is like a number versus a sentence, right? Like it's, yeah. and then day two, you dive into like, this is an API. This is how you like write a function. This is how you interact with the outside world. Day three, day four, right? Like, and I think as a realistic course, it would be spanned a little bit more over weeks, but like sure. the next course is like, okay, let's interact with an API to send an email, right? And then it's yeah. like, let's use a sim like a different API to read the emails you're receiving. And then it's like, okay, now let's have your, the same like software you're writing send an email in response to the email you received that it processed. And yeah. then it's like, now let's unleash it with everyone in the class having their emails talk to one another. And it's like, and like, let it break things and like actually do interesting things with code. Whereas like right now, I like the state of coding courses right now, having watched a couple friends going through them uh, in the last call it two years is like nothing like that. It's like, they spend three weeks writing the same boring function over and over and over to do math for Sally and Jane's homework. Like there's yeah. nothing fun about that. So like, I think when I think about all to tie that back, when I think about all of the challenges that people face these days and myself included, like the state of educational materials for how to get into it versus what actually needs to be taught. So people get engaged and enjoy it and can figure it out themselves are wildly different. All that. Yeah. So, like, biggest Damn. challenge I ran into getting into this industry and learning what I'm doing now was simply that, right? It was figuring out how to do it all and looking yeah. at all the coursework and realizing that, like, a lot of it just doesn't provide the best information. And some people do need that structured environment to learn it, and it's great. Yeah. But, like, I think there's a balance of, like, figuring out what's fluff information because they need to fill six months of a class and then yeah. span that over four years versus like what's actually needs to be taught and then like finding yeah. a middle ground to like make more interesting courses so that people don't get bored or frustrated or just quit because it doesn't yeah. make sense because they've done the same repetitive problem 40 times over with bad gotcha questions where it's like oh we swapped a and b here it broke yeah. everything like I, yeah that's the state of things in my mind so just what was it? Plural site? Yeah, I think Plural site has some pretty good resources. It's Plural been a minute. I, I'm gonna quickly search it and confirm. Uh because I old uh old coder guy is old coder guy uh, on TikTok has amazing resources for people both getting into developing and like even at a senior level, like I, I watch his content because it's very relatable and very funny. And like nice. he doesn't pull punches on like uh, I, he does jokes about like new Microsoft products where it's like Microsoft drag you into a meeting 1.0 or whatever. Right. And it's like, and like <laughs> he, he, it's very punchy comedy. That's very realistic to corporate America, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's plural site. I did Google it, uh, just to confirm that yeah. one super useful. And then Coursera from Google, uh, or like Coursera the, from, yeah. Or the Coursera Google courses, uh, specifically, because okay. I think Coursera is its own entity. Uh, that yeah. just has those courses. Like those are where I would start. In if I was to start coding today, that would be the three best places to look in my mind. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That that's wonderful. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Um, speaking of your life, yeah. Do you have any ambitions, inclinations for the future? Ooh, interesting. Um, I for me, like the biggest thing right now is I love traveling. Like. I am a travel fiend. I've got, I think, another 10 trips planned this year from wow. London, Paris, Japan, Cancun, um, San Fran, San Diego, and a couple others. Like, so my, like, I love traveling the world. I'm a big foodie, so I love to, like, go explore places, find new places to eat. Um, I have a couple friends who, uh, just through life's punches, can't quite travel that much, so I make a bit of content just so that they can really soak it in because uh, nice. they can't quite experience it themselves. And then, um, you know, outside of that, I love to kayak. So I like kayaking all around the world is like, <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. And then uh, I'm a, like 
hobbyist watch collector and nature photography person uh, on both ends. Not great at either, but you know, here we are. Uh, hobbyist watch collector. I I have a couple. How are you bad at collecting watches? Uh, I don't have super expensive ones. I don't <laughs> like some people I watch will like flip watches on a regular like weekly cadence like they trade them in and trade them up and sell them for more than what they paid and whatnot and it's like i have my collection that i'm just like these make me happy i'm like i i'm not trying to make money or anything out of it so it's like that sounds like you're a good collector they yeah. sound like bad they, collectors. yeah you know what fair i'll take that they make me happy i buy the ones that i enjoy uh yeah but nice. yeah just a little bit of everything uh, so like the really like the the current ambitions and goals are like buy house because existing is expensive as a human being on this planet these days mm -hmm. and cost of living is one of the driving factors in that uh, mm -hmm. and or like not cost of living but cost of housing is a driving factor and then like travel world see more places experience more culture eat more food nice, nice. yeah you always got to eat more food always got to eat more food so mm -hmm. you don't um <laughs> true who, who are some people uh, that you admire in your field Ooh, I, so i mentioned old coder guy on tiktok he's been yeah. more recently than not one of the like ones that really stand out um you know it's it's always been a tricky thing i think probably like the person who like not quite my field, but just previous mentor. There's a woman named Larissa Ryden. She's worked on well over a billion dollars for charity and mm -hmm. uh, easily one of the best bosses I ever had. She, when I got moved under her team at my last role, basically was like, your job will exist until mine does not. And she's like, if I can't protect you anymore, then that's, you know, we're both probably out. And like, that was two years of my life working for her. She pushed me to do better and do more and build a better career and she set me up for success um and she called me the day that like my role was like either needed to change and triple workload or was going to be eliminated and she was like mm -hmm. hey your role is probably getting eliminated in a few weeks and i'm turning in my resignation like but it was like that leadership of like i'm the first to go was like just stood yeah. out to me as such a like inspirational thing especially like amidst the state of the gaming industry where yeah it's been really rough seeing people like that's how leadership should be you know if they're mm -hmm. not the first in line like to take the blame for not hitting whatever corporate goals or whatever right like it's it shouldn't yeah. fall on the people who were trying to help hit those goals uh and so that was yeah. like a big inspiration for me be it leading teams or just like seeing how things should be rather than how they typically are yeah damn yeah yeah that's great yeah i've asked all my good questions all the good ones uh you know I've... what are you playing these days oh what oh what no no i was about to talk about video games um yeah Ooh, what am i playing right now i got I, TFT is a perpetual addiction in my life. Team Fight Tactics, uh, which is the League of Legends auto chess or auto battler. Okay. Um, that is at all times a drug that I cannot put down and eats more money than I care to admit. Um, Yikes. Yeah. Free to play, man. What a hell of a model. Um, outside. I don't of, do it. Yeah. It's uh, run. Don't, don't, don't give in. Just don't give I in. Don't do I, yeah. No, it's really bad. Um, Outside of that, uh, I got suckered back into a hint of PUBG. I play okay. a couple games specifically because it is the popular game in my friend circle again because they're looking for a new shooter and they wanted to scratch the itch of needing decent gunplay uh, in a game. Yeah. And PUBG, for all of the problems I could point at, has solid gunplay um, <laughs> when there's no hackers in the lobby. Um, they're anti-cheat, on the other hand. <laughs> outside of Not that uh, Dark and Darker is chef oh, yeah. kiss they had an update in their legal battle this week I am perpetually oh. praying it will get back to Steam one day uh, assuming that they didn't do anything nefarious you know if they did yeah. I understand the need for them to not succeed in that legal battle but uh, that game is a, a work of art um and then i have I bought it. been we gotta, we gotta play we gotta play soon uh i have been i will proudly plug a game that uh good shepherd is putting out very soon 
uh, Dice Vault is yeah. phenomenal. I have put, I I have been playing every morning when I get up while I'm having my breakfast, and I have clocked like 15 hours in the last week and a half, two weeks since I got access to it of just good gameplay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so that one I'm very excited about. I'm I'm excited for other people who enjoy games in the genre to check it out. I feel like there's something for everyone in it. Cool. What is it like? Ooh, uh, it is a dice building equi- like uh, similar to deck building, but dice building. So you mm-hmm. have dice that have different faces that you can customize, and uh, you roll to determine what your units do. So there's some mm-hmm. where it's like uh, you can. You have three units called chimeras on your side of the field and the enemy's side. Uh, and both your turn and their turn are rolled simultaneously. You have things that you have dice that can move, rotate through which of your three pieces are your leader or three chimeras are your leader. And then you have like attacks and supporting actions and various moves that make it so that your board can damage the other board. And then you mm-hmm. also have to take the enemy's turn, and you can kind of take them as, like in unison. So you could have like mm-hmm. the enemy attack, and then your guy attack because it does different. Like the order matters. Uh, yeah. So it's like somewhere between like deck building with dice and Pokemon and Slay the Spire. All right. That is like, and it is good combo. The characters are memorable. The gameplay is solid. I, you know. I, I am blown away by the quality that that game is. I am excited for more content for it in the future because I think I'm probably nearing the end of what's playable yeah. currently. Uh, yeah. But I that one that one has me hooked right now. Nice. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Nice. I you know I try to mix the like big titles and like also just enjoying some indies. I played a uh, Spirit Tea over the holidays, um, which is somewhere between Stardew Valley and spirited away um okay gorgeous game uh had a little bit of a pr kerfuffle at launch but i think that it has overshadowed the quality of the game uh yeah lots of fun and they're doing a bunch of quality of life improvements before they start expanding on content nice spirit tea spirit tea one word but yeah like tea like the drink oh okay yeah yeah yeah. how many how many t's like sp okay Oh, spirit okay. tea Spirits. but one word but one word yeah. okay nice you drink spiritual yeah. tea in the game among other things oh yeah nice cool yeah. all right yeah. sweet solid game definitely enjoyed it nice nice yeah hmm, hmm. anything else i should ask Ooh, i don't know uh what games are you playing these days i want to know uh I'm playing Baldur's Gate 3 right now. Ah, uh, yes. Cocaine, the video game. I don't care for it. Ooh, really? <laughs> How many hours are you at that you say that? I don't know. I'm in Act 2, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Okay. I don't know. I, I, the only reason I know is like because I got an achievement that was like, leave Act 1. <laughs> you and made I was it. like, oh, I did what? <laughs> it's fine. I don't like Dungeons & Dragons as a system. That's entirely valid. If that's not like, your cup of tea. I love tabletop games. I've always found D&D to be cumbersome. Fair. And, like, the rules, I feel like, get in the way of the gameplay a lot. Um, first of all, I love Larian, and I love that they made the game, and I love that it's a huge fucking success. Like, that's that's really terrific. But, like, there's just so much combat in it, and it's a, it's a system designed for people sitting around a table where you don't get into that much combat like you do get into combat in tabletop games but, but like, there's a more social aspect as well there's yeah. more social yeah so like just getting into all these fights and like somebody like i don't know they like uh they do a pommel smash on somebody's face and then they can't do that again until they take a nap mm. <laughs> and i'm like get out of here like i really enjoyed uh the system that they built themselves for like divinity original sin totally uh because that was for a video game right so I don't know. I I just set it to easy mode because I was you know, because I've been playing on normal and I was just like I'm not having fun. Maybe it'll be fun if I just breeze through the fights. Mm. Eh, I'm right. Not quite doing it for you. Okay. I, hey, look. It's not quite. It's doing not it for, for everyone. It's, There's a market. It's not. It's 
Oh, I mean, they're killing yeah. it. They're, they're, I'm, I'm, I celebrate their success. Absolutely. I just it's I not don't like dun- Dungeons and Gra- Dragons as a system. It's also a little... RPG games have, like, these games keep getting hornier. They That one's gotten real horny. That one got real horny. Like, I finished, like, the first, like, big quest where there's, like, a big party in your camp. And suddenly every member of my party, none of whom I have flirted with. Like, I don't... I'm not a big, like, flirting with fictional characters person as an adult. I don't know. Fair. Uh, but, like, not, haven't flirted with anybody. And they're all just like, hey, why aren't we banging? And I'm like, whoa. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? I, you um, know, but it's beautiful. There was, I want to say, like, probably for a week, maybe two, around launch, all of my mm. friends' social content was just them being hot for different characters like they're like mm, this guy yeah and i'm like i i love this for you like this is visualized <laughs> yeah. smut for you great celebrate yeah. that but also like is there other gameplay <laughs> like I, yeah. I was yeah. like oh did i miss this being a like x-rated game on steam or something <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's pretty yeah it's wild i also like asterian is very popular and i find yep. that character really repulsive <laughs> he's not maybe, a good person maybe that's it maybe the because the like bad boy of the game doesn't do it for you the game doesn't do it for you he's he's a really bad person he's <laughs> just he's really bad the internet had <laughs> right a out the big gate. crush on him <laughs> what the internet has had a huge crush on him it has and it's wild to me yep i'm just like that what <laughs> very strange maybe it's time for us but... to collectively reevaluate ourselves as a society and this is the indication I, we've done i guess the thing is about hysterian for me if i mean i don't know I, we've done so much reevaluating as a society <laughs> that has been so good in so many ways and hysterian comes along and he is antithetical to all of, he steals your blood while you're sleeping. Some people are into that. Some people are he's, into the idea of that. <laughs> he's real emotionally manipulative about it. First of all, the first time I played through, I'm playing a halfling, and the first thing he did like was like tackle me and put a knife to my throat, so I killed his ass. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, I need a fucking rogue to get through this game. So I went back and tried to keep him with a different character, and then he was like, I let him stay alive. And then he was trying to steal my fucking blood and being weird and emotionally manipulative about it. And I was like, maybe I should have just I killed don't him like... the first time. <laughs> yeah. So then I started a new character who was a rogue. So I didn't need a rogue. <laughs> and I killed his ass. <laughs> Step one, stab. <laughs> yeah, he's he's awful. And I met, you know, anyway. Anyway, so I don't know. I'm, I'm playing through it and I don't know why I'm playing through it so much. And I've been playing Phantom Abyss. Ooh. Which just has came the out. 1.0 been? In, uh, you've been enjoying the 1.0. Yeah, well, I've sort of been playing the 1.0 for a little bit now because I've been doing. We've done the Ask the Abyss streams, um, so I've I've had a lot of those features available to me. But the 1.0 is really terrific. Um, the the little dash mechanic really makes the game. It really opens the game up. And makes it you feel like you have more agency when you play. And so I've been really excited to play that. I'm it's a super stoked. It was on my to do list to try it this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's unique. Um and I think it's really it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. The uh I, I thought of the one thing you haven't asked me, which is T V shows, because I am a TV show lover. Oh yeah. The, the current list is Percy Jackson. I'm actually super excited for them releasing the TV show. I've had mixed thoughts on it, but... Didn't they so do movies it, that? So it was a book series that they turned into movies. They right, right. botched the movies between two and three, if I remember correctly, and it just it was very downhill. Uh, okay. So the quality went sideways and it got canceled. Uh, mm-hmm. They just revived it tail end of December as a TV series. I have had mixed opinions. They, I feel like mm-hmm. they've rushed parts that needed to be long or like a little yeah. bit more in depth, and they've yeah. ex- like added a couple parts that weren't quite there, and they've extended parts yeah. that just didn't need to be lengthy. However, so you're a fan of the books. I loved the books. I owned yeah. the whole series, powered through those when I was young. Yeah. Um, the overall, I'm like. 
seven out of ten so far, six out of okay. ten. Like it's good. I'll I'll watch the whole cool. thing through, but I don't think it did the books just the justice it, they yeah. deserved. Uh, I just started Shangri La, which is an anime about uh, an MMO. Um, Those are good anime. I am thoroughly hooked. They uh, and I will own my shame. I am watching it dubbed. And it is, I'm watching it with a friend who is a massive anime person. (laughs) And he's, he's already seen it once subbed. And he is watching the dubbed version and giddy over how the good, the like both voice acting for the uh, dub is. As well as they've like taken some liberties with some of the writing and dialogue to make it a little bit more relatable for like the it's the, localized yeah not it's translated. localized absolutely and it is so spot on every little trope that they're hitting all of the different beats that they're hitting like it was written by people who have suffered through hundreds and hundreds of hours of mmos that they both <laughs> loved and hated and it is like but also know how to write good anime and it is nice. phenomenal the animations are great the combat is really satisfying i'm nice. over the moon what's it, it on uh, Crunchyroll. Um, okay. And oh, then uh, Blue Eyed Samurai I just finished, which is a Netflix anime series. Mm-hmm. It is – so my brother works in film. He reps screenwriters and does any number of other things as well. And he's, he called me to tell me that I needed to watch it. He never, like, raves to me about any anime realist, like, yeah. for me. I Like, I've never heard him praise an animated show in my life. He called me to tell me I needed to watch this because it was the best thing he watched in 2023. I nice. will say I probably agree with him. I think it was probably my favorite show from last year, but I nice. watched it this year. Finally finished. The fight scene in the first episode. Oh, man. So good. It's, I mean, it's, just, it's a work of art. The whole sh- I cannot wait for season two. Period. Nice. End of story. That nice. show has me hooked. I'm Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that. Those are the shows. I, nice. I'm a TV nerd as well. Yes, <laughs> it's almost like I enjoy things pop culture and well written, like video games and TV. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm quite the curmudgeon. Oh, you? Yeah. Why'd you say it? Like I would have would have assumed <laughs> that like you. <laughs> We're more involved, like at least up to speed on on the hip and trendy stuff. Oh God, no, no, I'm not up to speed. I mean, I do watch things, but I, I, I don't maybe know. Maybe not I'm necessarily so up to speed, but like cognizant, if nothing else. Like, I mean, I try, but I don't know. I, I, I get so, I, I have so many weird moral things <laughs> that I get upset about, like a story. Uh, I don't know. Like for me, arcane was incredible and i mean for a lot of people arcane was incredible i think arcane was arcane is probably one of my it's it's my favorite one of my absolute favorite things i've ever seen in my life what i love about arcane is that at no point does violence solve any problems yep and i think that's really cool and you don't see that in a lot of and they make it clear that it's not solving the problems yeah and like there's a i mean i was thinking the other day about i mean without any spoilers but there's a scene where a character who's been nonviolent gets into violence and like is having fun with it and getting into it yep. and then is immediately confronted with the consequences of violence so i will quickly not that the you know listeners at home will be able to see this but because we have technology and webcams I am holding yeah. my phone screen up because the background is one of the most emotional scenes. And the other one, because I'm a tech nerd, ooh, I'm a tech nerd, <laughs> is... Uh, Scoot it back a little bit. Oh, it's also kind of like oh, challenging yeah. to yep. see. Like it's. Mm-hmm. I can see it. Oh, yep. I recognize it. Yep. Yeah. So you have arcane porn as your background. Absolutely. That's, that's neat. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Especially <laughs> that scene where they were doing the thing. <laughs> Yeah, Man. no, yeah, and he was up in the air. And did you draw that? You that looked that looked that looked like your style. You mean MS Paint? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah. No, I could see because you wrote the names over the characters. So I yeah, totally. Who. 
yeah huge fan of that so it's it's hard for me to watch things and i know that's not really thrilling for like it I, it can also be hard for other people to watch things with me <laughs> i could understand that if if you have stark moral opinions about the state of shows i'd love to know what you thought of the boys Oh, I didn't watch it. I read the comic and I found it. I didn't read all of the comic. I read some of the comic and I found it so viscerally upsetting that I was like, no, I don't need these feelings. The the show didn't miss on the comic. Like they hit all the bad stuff you could dream up from it. Yeah. And, and so, so they do the bad thing. And I, you know, I guess I hear that like bad things happen to the people that do bad things, but that doesn't, I don't get a lot of satisfaction out of revenge. Yeah. I don't think that's healthy either. And I I, I think that as a trope in narratives is, I don't know, I'm going on a, another tear. But, like, I, I think that this, I don't know. I will say for, fantasy. Th- for that show in particular, I think one thing that, like, stands out to me, it's not so much revenge. It's that they got what they deserved or like set themselves up for like it wasn't someone enacting revenge yeah but it was nice to see people suffering their own consequences well that's nice yeah that's nice that's a good fantasy yeah never happens but you know it's yeah (laughs) it's tough it's tough i mean might makes right is is such a is such a yep easy way for people to justify history (laughs) uh uh, yeah. Speaking of justifying history, did you know that if people want to follow Devolver Digital on Twitter, you can still go to twitter.com and it still leads you to the same website, even though it's called something different? You mean twitter.com? Twitter.com. Yeah. You can follow Devolver Digital at twitter.com. Exclusively on twitter.com. Exclusively? I like what you did. Oh, there. I could have even. God, I'm going uh, But it's not exclusive because you could also follow Devolver Digital on Instagram and oh. Facebook. And Steam. TikTok and Steam. You can yeah. follow us on Steam. Actually, that's a great one because then you get notifications. We can send you messages about cool shit, good deals, and stuff like that. We even give deals to people who own one game. We give them a deal on another game. It's fantastic. The only place you can't follow us is home. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that one. Um,. Yeah, uh, I feel like I missed one. Oh, Twitch. We got oh, a Twitch. Yeah. YouTube. YouTube. We got yep. a YouTube. We got a YouTube. Social media. We got to get you on the. We got to get you on the holiday special uh, next year somehow. I'm Shoehorn down. you in there. Yeah. Um. I'll be the ghost yeah. of good games past. <laughs> there are no good games in the past. All the good games are in the future. True or the present. <gasps> Amazing. Uh, any, anybody, where, if anybody wants to follow you or see your travel content, where do they go? Uh, Instagram, Twitter gets a little bit of all of it. Uh, both of them are the same. It's Santa devs, Santa, like the jolly Christmas guy. And then B E V S because I develop things. Mm -hmm. Nice. Sweet. Santa devs. Yeah. Uh, that's Twitch as well. Uh, Twitch is actually just Santa. It's just Santa. I, the, the flex. Yeah, I have Santa on Twitch and Discord. Nice. I will not add Sweet. people on Discord, but no, no. That is that is my piece in my uh, video games. Shit, we have Discord. Discord.gg/slash Devolver Digital. How did I forget about that? Fuck you, Modkick. It's only funny guru. if he's listening. Yeah. The, so yeah. So wait, you're the esports guru. What esports do you play? I mean, I worked on an esport for five years almost. Well, Smite. yeah. But you, oh, uh, I guess you gosh. implied that you played. Them. I mean, I still do. Well, so TFT is an esport. Uh, okay. I was platinum ranked in Valorant. When I played Overwatch, I was platinum in Overwatch. I get to like nice. around plat. Like I like to land top twenty percent. If I'm better, great. But it like that's my like usual like target. Um, so you're casual. I am not casual but i am not not casual <laughs> yeah okay yeah, so you know platinum's pretty yeah. not casual I, no 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 diamond enough is like where it gets not casual in my mind okay like okay. i i could get to in i'd say a decent amount of games i play you can get to platinum by throwing yourself at a wall for like two weeks as like if you play like a couple hours a night 
Sounds super casual. Yeah, super casual. <laughs> super casual. Like I said, I, I don't play so much that I haven't seen the light of day in the last two years, but mm-hmm. I definitely haven't seen the light of day in the last But you don't have a tan. Weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I have oh, I have the sweet. triple monitor tan going. Nice. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's why you're so evenly lit right now. I like yes. it. Yeah. It's the real secret. Uh, well, cool. Thanks so much for being here and sharing your story. This yeah, has been very thank you guys interesting. For and yeah, and uh, thanks everybody for listening. And we'll see you again soon. Do I not have an outro for this show? I've been doing this for two years. <laughs> One day. Uh-huh. See you later. <laughs>